Hello, hello, everybody. We're good. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming out so much. Uh, uh, my name is Drew Fairservice. This is Andrew Stoughton. Uh, old reliable us. He's often known. Yeah. Uh, so we're here at the rec room, and the Roger Center's over there, and the Blue Jays are going to play the Yankees, unfortunately. You're, you are pointing at the aquarium, I believe. It's over there. It's kind of that way. It's not here. Anyway, uh, so uh, who, how many people here are excited about the Blue Jays' chances here in 2018? <laughs> how many people are excited about being pandered to? People... <laughs> I'm asking because I wanted to know who among us are liars. Uh, because if you're excited about the chances, you're fucking kidding yourself. Uh, no. There's a lot of optimism uh, around the Blue Jays this year. Uh, most of it unfounded. But that's okay. That's the whole point of opening day. It might as well be a national holiday. Uh, so I think what, what we're going to do... Stoughton doesn't know this yet. He, he just I shows believe, up. Apparently we have topics. I, yeah, no, I we're going to play a game called Do oh. You Believe? Oh, no. Which is not a wrestling reference, although someone will make it that because everything is wrestling. Because wrestling is real. Yeah, I follow the Zoobs and literally everybody on Twitter. Everyone on Twitter who wants to talk about wrestling literally all the time. No, we're going to play a game called Do You Believe, which is sort of like looking at some things that are going to potentially happen this year uh, for two. two. Things are going to happen to your Toronto Blue Jays. Let's not kid ourselves. But uh, we're gonna, we're, that's what we're going to do here. Uh, so we want to say thank you to everyone for Pitch Talks. Thank you for the rec room for having us. And uh, I don't know, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Yeah, thank you to that guy. Shout out. Ping pong table, represent. I'll meet me at the Street Fighter <laughs> in 36 minutes. It's going down. So the first one. Do you believe that Churchill Lewinsky will contribute meaningfully to the 2018 Toronto Blue Jays? Going dark early. First one I wrote down. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, do you think by meaningfully do you mean that his uh, contract will be paid by insurance? Is that <laughs> so? Of course, George Lewinsky was named or was put on the sixty-day DL just today. Tulo's not here, is he? Are 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 we in a funeral home? I, I don't know. Oh, my are, goodness, are we six feet under the ground? <laughs> I hope nobody has wandered in here not knowing the ghoulish nature of us scumbags I, on the stage. I'm excited to be playing Street Fighter and have someone, like, give me a Hadouken from behind while I'm playing for talking shit. Uh, yeah, no, Tulu's not going to be... <sighs> Thank you for the uh, drink. I, I don't want it, to... It's so easy to bury Tulo, obviously. He was very bad last year, even when he was healthy, and he can't stay healthy, and, and it's just a, a completely shattered dream uh, <laughs> that he just even exists, basically. Though, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that the question about Churchill Lewinsky's contribution... (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, I would like for you to join me in this young man's uh, time machine. We're going to go back to a a point in our history when Churchill Lewinsky stood a chance to contribute meaningfully. I think your point about his performance is probably more pressing than his health. Hey, man, I don't go down to where you work and knock the broom out of your hand, all right? So just, like, let me work here. I don't think that Troy Tulowitzki is going to be able to contribute uh, meaningfully to the Toronto 2018-2018. I think that's okay. That's the next question. That's the follow-up. Does that matter? Does the 2018 Blue Jay season hinge on Troy Tulowitzki's ability to contribute meaningfully? No. (laughs) Ryan Goins, uh, everybody. No. Um, Yeah, I think the fact that he's not playing could also be maybe good. Like... I'm no, I'm no Lemis Diaz fan, like, in a huge way. Like, he's okay. He, 
he had that great 2016. I don't think that he's necessarily that good. Uh, I'm sort of hopeful that the fact that he broke his thumb at the end of that season has you know sapped his power a bit and threw his 2017 into disarray. But he was real fucking dog shit last year. Um, but he seems competent, and they have some other options there. They do have a, uh, a young, long-haired uh, boy who, uh, who does play the shortstop position also. Our uh, young, <laughs> our, our, our larger, uh, he's not the large adult son. He's, he's not even an adult. No. But, uh, okay, let's get there then. Okay. Let's get there. This is more hopeful, thanks. The question, do you believe that Bo Bichette or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. can contribute meaningfully to the 2018 Blue Jays? Can or will? Let's do can Can, first. yes. Of course they can. You think they can? Oh, man. You're jumping them from high A to the big <laughs> league club and making an impact. Yes. Did you see? Did you see? Have you been... Have you been... Right? Walk off, baby. Have you been watching all summer or all spring here? This is... Uh, no, I think these guys are pretty good. I don't think there's any, uh, any doubt that they're very good. I think we, as we who are here, among, as Blue Jays fans, it's a really exciting time because... Every team has prospects, right? Baseball Perspectives does 30 top prospects lists, regardless of their, the players are dog shit or not. These guys are not just guys, right? Bobichet, yeah. Vladimir Ogre Jr. in particular, are not just players who happen to be young. They are significant contributors, guys who will be impact players very, very soon. I hope so, yeah. No, I, I mean... I mean, as you say that, of course, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, those who listen, uh, you know, the visions of Travis Snyder go through your head, thinking about getting too hyped up for a prospect. But they, this is, these are different animals here. This is a different case. This is a different era. This is an era where we know a lot more about prospects, where we understand more about the, the process, uh, about what the statistics mean, especially on, a, on the public side. And I think even, you know, front office side too, they, they, those things are evolving. And, and where I got, when it, whereas a guy like Travis Snyder or Brett Laurie when he came up and had that fantastic year, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but even more so in the, just as the game continues, continues to evolve, as knowledge continues to, to accumulate uh, and methods of trying to, to assess performance and assess potential continue to, to grow. That we, we feel like I think we should feel that we have a, a better understanding of what makes a top prospect and why guys are top prospects, and that's why it's so exciting that these guys really do look a cut above their peers. And we've talked about this before, but you know, Anthony Alford is an exciting prospect and looks like he's a guy who should steal Kevin Pillar's job the second he gets healthy. And uh, and Nate Pearson is an exciting pitching prospect, but a lot of teams have guys with a similar shape to Anthony Alford. A lot of teams have guys with a similar shape to Nate Pearson, you know, a big flamethrowing pitcher who has a nice fastball, secondary stuff's a work in progress. You hope he becomes something. Uh, not, teams don't have Vlads and Bows. Like, those, those guys are, this is not... Yeah, they're real, they're, real good. they're real good. They're real good. I don't, know, I don't think that they'll contribute meaningfully this year. Well, I wish they would, I'd kind of, but... I have, I have belief, I believe, with a bow, that the, the, the kind of company line coming from the Rogers Center, wherever it is, yes. my cartographer friend, uh, that the only thing that's holding them back is themselves, in, in that it's up to Guerrero and Bichette to show that they can make a difference. The team isn't going to stand in their way. That doesn't mean that they're going to automatically rush them to the big leagues or skip them through... Buffalo, I think that their development plan is their development plan. And depending on the quality of at-bats that they turn in at AA, as they start to see 
more and more advanced pitching, more and more guys who can spin a nice curveball, people who aren't going to just feed them fastballs right down the middle, uh, or whatever you know happens in, in, the, in the lower minors. Again, high A is a great pitching environment, but at the same time, it's still a lot of guys who are just trying to find their way. And uh, it didn't take long for, for advanced hitters like Bichette and Guerrero to feast on those guys. But I think early days in double A are really going to show uh, if there's an opportunity for them to make that impact. And I think that if they do show that, and the team has a need, the big, the big league club has a need, they will make space for those players. <laughs> but why would they have a need at shortstop, Drew? I mean, they're so, they're so sad at that position. They have, like, they have like 15 different bodies there who could passively play the position and then hit absolutely nothing. Okay, well, that's the next question. Then. We'll leave the prospect porn aside for now. We'll probably come back to it because it's a crowd pleaser. But uh, do you think that this big quest for depth is going to make for a better product on the field? Is, are, are these guys going to contribute in a way that Ryan Goins and Darwin Barney were not able to do? Yes, of course they are. I, I, yeah, I think, it, I, I think that what they've done has been, I say the word unsexy all the time, but that's what it's been. The offseason has not been... You know, the splashy moves that, that uh, everybody hopes every year and dreams. It's like you think you see the name on the fucking building and you think, hey, they have a lot of money. They, this, these people should be able to pay for the best baseball players. We have an enormous market. They have an enormous TV presence in, across the country. Uh, this, shouldn't, it, this is a no-brainer. They should be buying the best baseball players, and they never do, and it sucks. And it, su- it sucks also when people cannot separate Rodgers from what the front office is trying to do. I don't know why they would do that as you spent 30 <laughs> seconds conflating the two, making them one. All right, fair enough. But, I mean, I think, the, I think the front office is butting their heads up against what, you know, Rogers allows them to do as much, and are probably as frustrated about it as fans are. You've started to see that creep into some of their comments. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think li- with the limited resources that they have, with the things that they could conceivably do, uh, they did well this year. I thought that last year, then Kendrick Morales happened. Uh, but no, I mean, I think raising the floor has been a, a, the obvious play for them, for a team that is going to kind of try to win, try to, to be not terrible. Win, win is a stretch, I think, right? Obviously, they're not... You know. I feel like the, the, the Jays front office spent this entire offseason in, like, third gear. That they're not going to go backwards, but they weren't willing to, like, open it all the way up and, and, and do whatever it takes to win this year, because I... Because I just don't think that because they have, been... have those beautiful young sons of ours who are coming, and you don't want to fuck up what the what they're going to be, you know, what's what they're capable of doing for them when they become the core of the team, which is coming sooner than later, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there it, it, in no way should they have gone spending on a JD Martinez who is just going to be an anchor on the team by the time that they have your know, and Vlad era sort of getting underway. I mean, those guys are so incredibly valuable just because, you know, just you know, like mathematically the dollars per war equation, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're going to get so much value out of those guys because I'm obviously already projecting them as, as like nine war players because I think that clearly that's been established. It's not unfair. I mean. Not unfair to say. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, but, but raising the, they, they, you know, they've made a team that in, other, in another division would look okay. Well, I think put that them in the put them in the fucking central. 
And they're, oh yeah, they're winning, winning the whole thing. Well, not, no, no, but they're, but they're just that much closer to the second wild card, which they're, they're in trouble with because of the imbalanced schedule. And they don't have to play, the other teams don't have to play the Yankees and the Red yeah. Sox. Yeah, welcome to 2008, everybody. Yeah, there we go. The bad old days are back. No, I, I do agree that raising the floor is a good way, or, or, or adding these depth players, adding guys who aren't going to get the bat knocked out of their hands. God bless Ryan Goins, but I think we all... He kind of expended all the goodwill that his tremendous uh, John McDonald light defense provided. Easy. Uh, Easy. John McDonald light. Oh, I thought you said like. No, light. Okay. With thank a T. Fair enough. No, but there's, only, there's but one. I was on John McDonald's uh, uh, baseball reference page the other day. What a fucking legend, that guy. Couldn't hit at all. And he's like such a beloved, beloved member of the Blue Jays. He's, he, saved that, he saved that season, whichever one it was. I would take who, bullets. Who can't remember? Bullets for John McDonald. I don't give a shit. Ah, uh, the Father's Day home run. Just oh, feeling. Waterworks. Feeling. But adding decent players who will be around for a while, you know, here and there. It's not all Danny Espinoza's, right? Danny Espinoza's not a sexy signing. Danny Espinoza uh, is fucking awful. But Yandervis Solarte is not that. Right? You know, Aledmus Diaz, at least you have time. He has time, he has options. He's not going to kick up a big bus if you send him down to AAA, if that's where he fits. These are guys who are pliable in terms of the team building, the greater team building goals, which is, as you mentioned, putting good players around the great players, fingers crossed, that are on their way up. I I think what's been interesting in the shift from the previous administration, as as nobody says, to the, the current folks, is the, just sort of thinking about the roster from 1 to 25 more than, like, thinking about the top end of the roster and then we'll fill in the back end. It doesn't really matter. Like, and I think that's a, a way that the good teams across baseball are, are thinking about things, right? You know, the Astros, the Dodgers, Cleveland, they are they're deep 1 through 25. You threw Cleveland in there. That's very interesting to me. Oh. do you... <laughs> Very subtle. Yeah. Do you know any... Any executives that have worked for Cleveland before? None, not a one. But no, I think that. But I, I think that's the way that the game is going. Is to the stars and scrubs thing is just not. How are you, how's your boy uh, Mike Trout doing in uh, in Anaheim? How's that working out? He's the best player uh, the last fifty years. That's the beginning and the end of that conversation. <laughs> He's. Uh, okay, one question. I do. It's not on my list, but he's not a center fielder. But Joey Votto is. A god, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, um, there's been a lot of attendance, like pre-attendance shaming. Number one, should anybody in this room give a shit what the attendance numbers in are at the end of this today, at the end of the weekend, at the end of the year? Like, does do the does the attendance matter to anyone? Does it matter to you? Anybody out there? Do you care? Or is this like wasted breath? People were like, oh, if they don't get off to a hot start, they're they're talking on the radio last night. Like, if they don't get off to a hot start, oh my god, I don't know what it's going to be. Like. Well, I, know, I know I find my fucking scintillating talking points on sports radio. So, Talk radio, you know, <laughs> it sets the market for us. But, but I mean, it's, it's, the people who are here are not the casual fan, right? These are the people who are going to be there thick or thin. These are the people who watched Eric Hinsky, not in, the rookie, in his rookie of the year year. We sat through Eric Hinsky. We sat through, you know, the Frank Menachinos or uh, yeah. those guys of the world. We're not the ones that they're trying to win over or are wary of losing. But it just seems like there's so much attention given to attendance. Um, do, do you think it's going to have any impact on the way that they run the team? Well, don't you understand, Drew, that when Mark Shapiro runs a team, attendance craters. We've seen this before. It's well documented. Uh, Shapiro comes in, 
Fans get disaffected because he's a, he's, he's a ghoul who hates winning and hates baseball, basically. Oh, just, absolutely. You know, and it's just there to serve as corporate masters. Uh, and then, uh, and then attend- attendance craters because people just stop caring about a team. That is, that is the Shapiro pattern. That's what Rodgers has brought him in to do. They want to just wind down this franchise and uh, suck and up the, the MLB AM money. Yeah, suck that's up it. the the, the that's transfer payments, Whatever that's it is, where we're going. It's it's like a it's like a like a venture. Fund. I almost called him a globalist. In my wow. in, 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 in the in the voice of the scumbag speaking about how terrible Mark Spire Start banging the Sorry, excuse me. Oh, yeah. sorry. You got to yeah, like yeah, curse yeah. him out and then apologize. Jesus Christ. Okay, but, uh, let me just do a quick straw poll. Then you mentioned Mark Shapiro. By applause, do you approve of the job Mark Shapiro and, by extension, Ross Atkins are doing for the Toronto Blue Jays? By applause. <laughs> so my okay, next question was going to be, why do people hate Mark Shapiro so much? The real question, my real question is going to be, uh, why does everyone love Mark Shapiro, and how can we be more like him? Right. He does have a bad rap. He, gonna, he gets gonna, a bad rap. Or you're he, not going to ask the other question? You're not going to ask the haters to... to, to all right, if, you, if you don't approve of Mark Shapiro... <laughs> All right, security escort these people out of the there building, There you go. Please. The thought police are on their way. Uh, it, is, it, is it that he's A, not Alex Anthopoulos? Is it that he's B, like exceedingly corporate he's, and kind he's of not our, He's not our real dad. He's not our real dad. He brings us to the, wa- to, the, to, the, to the aquarium. He brings us to the rec room to play Street Fighter. What more would we want from a stepfather? It's just never going to be the same. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 just, I wonder. I, I consistently wonder why he has a bad rap. Why people are so out to hate him. They're so out to bury the front office as it's, as it's consistent now. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's, he's not our real dad. No, okay. I don't know. It, 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 he just came in so, you know, in such a bad way. He did. M- much through not his own fault, I think. But, uh, but some of it also from his own fault. He does not, you know, that, that was just such an awkward transition and such a stupid thing how that happened, how that, they couldn't make it work, how... Uh, you know, I, I, I don't. I, I almost don't blame people for. I don't blame people for not liking how that happened and being uh, slow to warm up to him. I think. I think. You know, once you kind of get over the fact that this is this is the guy, maybe assess him fairly and try to understand what's going on. I think you should come to the conclusion that this is a pretty all right guy to have running your franchise. It could be Dan Duquette. It could be the guy running the damn Orioles. Just. What what a mess that would have been! Um, not setting the bar high, but still, like, I, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to explain. I can't explain it because I, I constantly, consistently, as all of that was happening in the winter of, of 2015 or after 2015, you know, the very few contacts that I have in the game are like incredulous about the reaction because they're like these guys are really good these are good they're like the good dudes they're smart like this is a good well-run organization people should be happy that these people are here i think i think a good year in 2018 will go a long way to kind of putting the stuff in the past obviously winning cures everything winning cures all ills winning you know a successful 2018 campaign will help to close the close the book on alex anthopoulos especially as more and more of uh, the players that he brought in, um, A, uh, die on the field, 
and B, uh, you know, move on to, to play in other places. Uh, and you know what? We, we, again, the not sexy moves. But if Curtis Granderson is able to, you know, be Curtis Granderson, be a really effective platoon player and a really positive guy in the clubhouse, a really positive guy, uh, you know, in the media. People, people love to love Curtis Granderson. As there are more good news stories to tell about the team itself and about the moves that the team makes, I think it really gets a lot easier to be like, all right, these guys, they're all right. Yeah, we shall see, I suppose. We shall see. Uh, yeah. Now, with the, the name of the segment again was Do You Believe? Do You Believe? <laughs> are we still doing that? Yeah, we are. I'm bringing right. it back. Okay. Okay. Do you believe? Now, all that said, all that positivity, I'm not going to make any friends on this. Do you believe it was a good idea to retain Josh Donaldson this offseason? Yes, I do. I don't know. The, if you wanted to trade Josh Donaldson, you would have done it after 2016, which you couldn't have done because you just played in the ALCS and you had a team that looked like it was capable of doing big things again. You know, they, they were in that position. Had, had they retained Edwin Encarnacion, perhaps? Uh, had they, you know, had, had that broken a couple of different ways, had Aaron Sanchez stayed healthy, uh, they could have been in the playoffs again last year, I think. You know, the Twins made the playoffs, and they're dog shit. And, uh, I mean, you know, they got... Buxton's pretty good, but the rest of the Twins are terrible. Uh, so, yeah, I think it... it, it it was something that they couldn't have done. There was just there was no way they could do it. You know, the, there's the cliche that you know you're going to end up sitting with the fans if, the, if you're listening to them doing trades and, and making moves, making decisions based on that. But the ghost of JP Ricciardi right here beside yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's uh, how could they have done that? They couldn't have done that. People would have lost their fucking minds, and rightfully so. I mean, there's no reason this team can't still compete even this year, even despite the fact that we've been. You know, down on them a bit. They're they're still a, they're still a fine team. They're still a really good team somewhere in there if they all stay healthy, and uh, and we should be happy about that and and happy about Donaldson being here and the fact that we're not the like eight cities in the American League alone where the teams have just decided yeah we don't really give a fuck. That's true. I I, I would definitely agree. I think in terms of what you might get back if you if there is if. The time to trade Josh Donaldson does um, uh, dawn upon the team in June and July. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll, it will look, it will, you may have regretted not, not making the move in the offseason. But well, tr- there's true. no way. There's no way you can flush 2018 before it even gets started. There's no way that you can, that you can look at the, the pitching staff that they've assembled, you, if you can look, especially the starting pitching. They're a little unique in that, in that the Jays have such a strong strong, exciting rotation that could really drag an otherwise ordinary team to something special. You cannot flush that before it starts by trading like the most impact, the best player on the team. So I, I'm glad that they, I don't think that they should have traded him. I think that would have been a mistake. Also, also they, just, they just haven't signed him yet. They haven't re-signed him yet. Okay, so you've been banging that drum pretty hard Ross about like extend him, extend him. Ross Atkins said yet. I, you know. Do you think that are you going to continue to beat that drum as the season goes along? Sure, why not? I don't know. He should take a, He should take the money. The money that he thinks is going to be there next winter is not going to be there. He should take the Blue Jays' money. Ask Jose Bautista how it goes when definitely the same. <laughs> you <know>? Definitely the same. <laughs> uh, but slight, I, okay, different, but. The potential is there for the market to evaporate on him. And this is a guy, you know, he hasn't even made that first big contract. You know, he's making a lot of money in arbitration this year, did well last year. He's made a lot of money. But 
I don't know. If he, if he thinks that $150 million is going to be there for him next winter, I, I, I think that's a mistake on his part. I mean, good, good on him if he goes out and gets it. I hope he does. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. And also in this, in this era that apparently where you've just begun, uh, not just as a, an older player that's going to be looking for a huge contract, but he's a guy who, unless the Blue Jays trade him, is going to have a, a draft pick around his neck as well. Yeah, but he's it's good enough that a draft pick's not going to bother. He's not Alex Cobb, right? He's not, he's not a mediocre player who well, will get a, Alex, get, a, get a deal. Alex Cobb did all right for himself. All things being equal, <laughs> yes. But he's not, an, he's not... I mean, Josh Donaldson is one of the like, probably five best players to ever put that jersey on. I would, right? yeah. Absolutely, he is. There's no disputing that. People don't realize... I mean, how long has Donaldson been... Like, Roberto Alomar only played here five years. And this will be Donaldson's fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just he in terms is, of sheer production. Look, if you... What, when, you can pick a number, and he, other than, like, plate appearances... He's yeah. way up. No, way it's, up. It, it's remarkable. I mean, you look at it's it's a Hall of Fame peak without the Hall of Fame start to the career, right? I mean, he didn't start to produce anything until age 27. And then if you group guys from, like, 27 to 31, it's like he's Mike Schmidt, Hank Aaron. Like, those guys were his peers over the last, like, 50, 60 years. Like, the, the kind of production that he's he's provided. It's... It's incredible. It's a wonderful gift that we get to watch him. And it, sucks, and it sucks that we have to constantly debate, is he staying, is he going? They should just figure it out. Let us cherish every Josh Donaldson plate appearance, every time he goes headlong into the stands, every uh, mania, maniacal thing he does in the dugout, all of them. Cherish them all. Uh, I'm going to ask you then, do you believe that Teoscar Hernandez will qualify for the batting title this season? No. No, he's not going to get enough plate appearances? No, he'll be in AAA. The whole time? Yeah, a lot of the time, I think, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, he strikes out way too much. I wrote about this the other day. He, uh, for, whatever it's, for whatever it's worth, Baseball Reference has spring training stats, which are not really obvious to find on their, on their website, but uh, on their stat pages, they have an uh, a opposition quality number, a metric of some sort, which basically takes the, uh, the level that, the, the, uh, that anybody who somebody's faced in spring training, the level that he was at last year, contributes to that number. And it's basically the average of you know, all of the level, who they've all faced throughout spring. What I'm trying to say is, Teoscar Hernandez's spring competition was garbage. It was, like double, it was like double A level, or double A last year level. And he still struck out a ton. The, the home runs are very impressive. They're, you, know, you can get by being that kind of player. I mean, the Blue Jays went out and spent some assets on getting one in Randall Gritchick for some reason. Uh, but, I, yeah, no, I don't think he's going to be in the big leagues enough. Is there a player in your mind that we are sleeping on for 2018? Is there a guy we haven't talked about enough? Is there somebody who isn't getting enough attention? Somebody who's really going to make an impact for the, for the Blue Jays' big league team in 2018? Are you trying to make me talk about Kendrys Morales? If you want to hang I, yourself, I'll give you the rope. I, yeah, no, I'm okay on that. I think he'll, I think he could be better. I think he'd be better. I looked at, I looked at his problems against the shift. I, that, that started to concern me a little more than some of my more optimistic views of, of Kendricks. But uh, he's a better hitter than he was last year. I mean, he's a guy. He's like Mark Shapiro light. He came in in the worst possible circumstance. <laughs> And the first few steps were just so bad that nobody's going to ever like him, I understand. But, uh, He's got new glasses, though. Did he? Andrews Morales. 
Kendrick Morales wearing glasses. This is all Buck Martinez wanted to talk about. Kendrick's glasses. No, no report on whether he misses his old glasses, but... Uh. I mean, can, can they get a fucking team discount on some LASIK? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> uh, I think the guy that we're not talking about enough is Aaron Sanchez. Uh, you know, loath as I am to, to admit it, I have always been really, like, kind of pumping the brakes on Aaron Sanchez. He could never be... He was always unhealthy. He could never throw strikes. And then 2016 happened. It's like, holy shit, he's really good. Uh, obviously, that was a huge hole for the Jays to try to fill last year. Uh, I, I'm really uh, optimistic about his ability to keep his fingers all in one piece and can build on that great season that he had. And then, uh, you know, the Jays don't really have a true number one, but I think between him and, and Stroman and even maybe Jay Happ, we got a lot of those are like three potential number two kind of starters. The rotation is really going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I think that Sanchez is central to that. I mean... Why would you be optimistic about his ability to keep his fingers straight? I'm not saying to, I'm not saying to be pessimistic, but I just I mean I don't know what you're basing that on. Uh, hope, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, what I, that's kind of my point. I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't even talk about the fact that I'm worried about him giving up a lot of home runs with the juicier ball. That's in the bat. That's not for today. Okay. Today is today is, to today is wish low, casting yeah. his fingers too low. You know, we're just shoveling dirt. It's already done though. Sanchez, we're pushing him up. We're boosting him up. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he has the potential to be great. Yeah, I think he... I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, you see people... I don't know if, you're, if anyone's ever on the Twitter. Uh, you see some weird things out there. No fucking Wild West. But, I, you know, you'll see people from time to time comparing the Blue Jays' rotation to, say, the Yankees compared to, say, the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox have a good rotation, but it, it falls off pretty good after those... After those first couple guys, uh, the Yankees. I don't know. I I don't know Severino and Sanchez. I I. I it's almost like the Yankees have nine closers, though. The, I would be oh, less worried about their bullpen if they didn't not. have an unbelievable bullpen. We, we're not. We're not talking about that, though. It, it's. I don't know. I, the, I, the rotation should be good. Are we getting? Are we getting queued? What are you doing over here? That's what all the time. Okay. I think that's it. Are we? Are we? Are we do we want to make any predictions? No, nothing like that. Uh, so if you do, if you if, this is, if you ended up here by chance, of course we do the Birds All Day podcast. Uh, you can find us uh, online. Find us on iTunes, wherever else. Uh, Facebook.com/slash/BirdsAllDay. Uh, his name is Andrew Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairservice. We're gonna, uh, Ashley's going to be walking around with the microphone. If you've got a question, your question now. Yeah, we're ready for the Q and A. So, but what was before, your name? before we get into the, the questions, just want to say thank you to everybody for tolerating us. We hope you have a great time at the game today. We really hope you enjoy the season. So, thank you so much. All right, I have got some lined up for you guys. We have Ken right. first. So, Ken, uh, what's your question? Hey guys. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Let me do my job, Ken. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's a bit of a two-parter, but I promise I'll keep it as quick as possible. Uh, Given the offseason, how slow it was, uh, you hear a lot of executives and teams talk about how it was based on stuff like everyone's evaluating players the same way, everything is going basically the same way. Do you guys think that that's mostly exactly what it was, or is it more just because of how bad shit the next offseason is going to be and they're just everybody's kind of saving their bullets for next year? I think that it is a little from column A and a little from column B. I think that they are all thinking the same way. They're, okay, okay. Whether or not you want to say they're colluding to keep salaries down, there, there are conversations going. They do view the players in a very similar way. But I also think that nobody wants to, to block themselves from blowing their brains out 
in the next coming winter when there's going to be so many unbelievable players that are available. Now, do, I don't think that... I think that Mike Trout is not going to go anywhere. That's two years from now. Trout's not going anywhere. I don't think Kershaw will ever play for another team other than the Dodgers. But you've still got Bryce Harper. You've still got Manny Machado. Yeah. You've still got Josh Donaldson. You've still got a lot of really good players who are waiting to get paid. And those are, there are more players who can really make a difference. If you're on the cusp, if you're a team that's maybe laying back this year, not, not many. There, there are many guys in next year's free agent class who could put you over the edge. What about Bryce Harper? Well, Bryce Harper's the one, right? Bryce Harper's the guy that everyone wants to So wants Ken to wants to know on. if he's coming to Toronto. Is Bryce Harper coming to Toronto? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's not. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go. I think the Nationals are in a, as good a spot to, to bid with anybody who's going to be going after him. Uh, I, I just, Toronto, it seems like a long shot. The Jays are holding their money. A long shot? That's being polite, <laughs> frankly. The Jays are a long shot because they're waiting so they can sign Trout. I said Trout's not going to go to free agency. I lied. <laughs> he is. He's coming here. All right. One other question right here. What's your name? Ryan. All right, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, this is kind of inspired by the Shai Davidi interview uh, with Mark Shapiro. Uh, how essential do you think renovations to the Rogers Center are for the long-term sustainability of baseball in downtown Toronto? No, oh, I'll, I'll field that one because I just... I, I don't know if it's up yet. I just wrote about this. I just wrote. I got some details on the, the plans of the renovations, which are massive, hundreds and hundreds of millions. They're thinking about uh, rotating the field, actually, uh, which would have like the CN Tower as the backdrop and have home plate where third base is, and which would create sort of an asymmetrical, non-cookie cutter thing, which is a really interesting concept. That somebody, somebody who uh, is in the know, told me a bunch of details about that. Uh, and all of that stuff is really big and really grandiose, and they have all these great ideas. Uh, and it's completely stalled right now because Rogers, for whatever reason, because they're Rogers, because they have other infrastructure projects that they uh, that they think will take priority, uh, aren't doing it. And it's and I, I think I I want to stop short of saying it's like an existential question for the Blue Jays. So I don't think the Blue Jays are ever going to go anywhere. I think there's too you know it, Major League Baseball would never let this market disintegrate and there's too you know there's too much wealth here there's too much tv ratings it's just too good of a market for anything too bad to happen to it but i you know i do think that that uh any of you talked to shapiro i went and talked to to atkins a couple months ago and i you know i don't want to say anything that he told me off the record but it was clear to me that they think wow they, say it say it say they, it but it was clear to me that they think that the building is a problem for in many dimensions, you know, not just not just that the cor- the concourses are dim and too shallow to to have the kind of uh, full you know fuller service uh, amenities there, and to to bring it you know, like uh, you'll hear Shapiro talk about wanting more of a Toronto flavor, wanting something to be to integrate more into the community, and I, you know you see all the construction around here, even in this building. Uh, some of what they're what has been pitched as uh, for the Renos has been you know opening things up a little more that if they rotated the field for example that the corner of the building that's just over here there's a little bit of real estate where you could maybe open that up and make a kind of a concourse uh, that I think in some of their materials was was saying like kind of like Petco Park and that's what you know you see that in in, uh, in spring training facilities too if you've ever been to Clearwater uh, they have like the outfield bars and stuff and I think that's kind of what they want to do and, and and create even just even in this area that we're in right right here Part of the thing that I wrote in the in the article was that one for of the, the uh, for the athletic Toronto. Yeah, that's correct. It, it, it was that uh, one concept was to keep it 
to keep certain parts of the building open all year uh, and have people be able to go into restaurants and have stuff going on all year because this is just kind of becoming such a such an entertainment kind of district and a, and a district that they could continue to make revenue off the building in the off season even if they change it to a baseball only facility and don't you know bring in the monster truck rallies and all the other stupid bullshit that they do. Uh, but but my do- irony, my irony needs those monster <laughs> trucks. I apologize to Drew's irony, but no. So I, I mean, that's not really answering your question. I think, like, I think that they believe that it's absolutely necessary to do something about it. That the building is decaying, and that, and that it's, it, it, they're just, they just can't pull the revenue from the building that they need to. And part of the reason for that, obviously, is that. Uh, their TV situation is unique to the rest of the league, right? Like the team that owns the network owns them, so they can't auction off their TV rights. Uh, so they just they can't they they do get some money for that. I think the league monitors that, but they can't get what is you know what the what the free market would pay them. And in order to compete on the level that they feel that they need to in order against you know the Yankees and the Red Sox, teams that can make mistakes on a free agent and then be okay with Pablo Sandoval being garbage and just continue to go out and sign players. They need to be as efficient in terms of gathering revenue as they can. And uh, so I think to modernize and to make the facility uh, a better generator of revenue, I think they really feel that that's necessary. Or they're going to have to completely change their model, be the, be the raise, which makes no sense in this market. Fuck that. It makes no sense. Yeah, so... I, 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 what Andrew said is, is insightful and is informed and is correct. There is no way that any additional revenue is stopping them from putting money into the team. The revenue is not a problem. There's the t- they have to, we have to remember that they think about the team as an, as an avenue to generate revenue, and they can get more out of the building just because of where it is. There's no way that baseball in downtown Toronto is in jeopardy. No. It is not. Uh, and whether or not they, be, this, they turn that into the single highest grossing ballpark in the world, if you think the, salary is gonna, the, the team salary is going to reflect that, you're fucking kidding yourself. Well, They're never going to compete with the Dodgers and the Yankees on salary. It's not going to happen. That, to me, is, is a bridge too far. It, it would be awesome if they make the ballpark a place that we all want to go. But again, the people who are sitting here wearing their jerseys at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, we're not the ones they're worried about. And the money that they get from the casual fans, from the guys that show up and throw beer and bring babies or whatever the fuck they do... That money is not going directly into the payroll. It's not an obstacle to putting a winning team on the field. When Vlad and Bo are here and they're four or five win players, fingers crossed, and they need to, to put players around them, money will not be an issue. They saw that with Anthopolis. When they won games, people came, revenue went up, TV ratings went through the roof, advertising rates went through the roof. The ballpark is, is cherry on top for them. has nothing to do with us other than the fact that we get to go and have a better time at the ballpark. All right. Oh, so you do like pandering. I want to. I, I, I think I need to pull my resume out of those like, Rogers jobs I applied no, honestly, to. Honestly, though, I, to disagree, though, I, I think that they view them as sort of separate silos, and I think that, that, that the Jays do what they can. He and got I, to you. They got to yeah, you. Yeah, I've tried. I've you know, tried a couple of off the record quotes, and suddenly Stoughton the suit that's and run around. They do. Like, that's, well, how, that's how they do it. Why do you think they're giving bloggers interviews nowadays? Just buttering us it's up. Cheap PR. I mean, I mean, I'm not a blogger anymore. Thank you for your question. That was a terrific question. And you're right. You're not a blogger anymore. Stone, of course, writes for the, uh, the Athletic Toronto. If you have a couple bucks a month, unbelievable, unmatched content. Of course, you can kick it to us oh, at patreon.com slash birds all day. <laughs> uh, also, got a, got a book. Got a book coming. What the fuck you have a book coming? I do. I do. Dundurn Press. Lovely. Uh, I was asked to make a plug. I was, asked to, I was asked to plug my, my, uh, 
my book. You have a book coming. I do, yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm the last yeah, to know. Yeah, it's going uh, to shit all over Joe Carter, so uh, that's going to be good. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, do we, have, we have another one that actually We good? do, yeah. Okay, here Adam's we go. Thank you. Thank you for your insightful questions. Sorry for the long-winded answers. All right. Uh, yeah, so in the spirit of opening day optimism, who's going to suck for their team this year? So, like, who's someone who contributed meaningfully last year who's just going to fall off a cliff? You're talking about the Yankees, right? Aaron Judge. Yes, yes, please. Aaron Judge, trash. Trash. Yeah. Gary Sanchez, trash. They're going to find that hole in his swing, finally. Yeah, yeah, he's 6'8". He's got lots of holes in his swing. Uh, I'm worried about Justin Smoke returning to Justin Smoke size and shape of his production. The, the, the cut down in strikeouts was really encouraging. Towards the end of the season, it was like, oh, yes, Justin Smoke, of course. That's, that's my thing for, uh, for 2018 for the Jays that I'm more wary of than anything else. See, I, be- I believe in Smoke. I believe that the fact that he continued to make contact at the he's same no rank. He's no Kendrys Morales. He's better than Kendrys Morales. He's, <laughs> but he, he continued, continued to make contact at the same rate last year, continued to keep the strikeouts down, even in the last couple months where he didn't have the same kind of power. Uh, they made the excuse that he'd been hit by a ball he had, and took a foul ball off the foot. He had contusions, and I think that that's an almost reasonable explanation for why he was not able to drive the ball the way that he did in the first four months of the year. Uh, I think he'll be fine. I, 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 I'm not super confident on that. Um, who's going to... Who well, if only who, you who sold did, Justin I mean, Smoke as hard as you sold the Rogers baseball operation, right? well, we'd all be this, like buying jerseys. And... The, the unfortunate thing about this question is now I have to think about who actually contributed meaningfully to the Blue Jays last year. <laughs> and the list is small. Man. That's a short list. Yeah. Ryan Tapera? You think Ryan Tapera is going to come <laughs> crashing down there? No, Ryan Tapera is legit. Ryan Tapera is very legit, and I love the way that they've surrounded him with guys who... Uh, don't require him to pitch every fucking night. That, that to me, is a big, <laughs> yeah. is a big bonus. Actually, what do yeah, you got? I'm over here. I'm okay. on the right-hand side at oh, this point go. with Miguel. He has a question for you. All right, all right. Um, where is Dustin Parks? I miss Dustin Parks. Don't we all? You're the only fucking one. <laughs> uh, Dustin is the uh, arts and life editor at the National Post. Yeah. Uh, he is a uh, Giants fan uh, through and through. It's like, a, he's, it's like he's been through that transition now. He's been cured of his Blue Jays fandom. And uh, no, Parks is the best. Parks is the best dude. He works for the Post. And uh, he wrote a thing about eggs this week. I encourage you to check out. He ranked the way to cook eggs. So that's where he is in his life. Where Stoughton and I are here yeah. yelling at I, each other. I, I, did, I did some karaoke with him at uh, Sportsters on the Danforth. Uh, I want to say last If you ever Thursday. want to find Dustin Parks, go to Sportsters. He will almost always be there. Uh, I've got to tell you. He's terrible at karaoke. Uh, really, really bad. Really, really bad. He's also running. He looks like a million bucks, this guy. He's like, he runs the 400. He is a track star now. Yeah. Looks like a million bucks. But, it, but how good is his version of Mike and the Mechanics in the living ears? Not hot. Okay, right, we have actually, a question up here with Bill. Bill. Yes, hi. I'd like to know if you think Shapiro knows how much Rogers paid. For the Rogers Center. <laughs> I'm sure that when he's throwing the gold coins up in the air and they bounce off his head and he laughs and he goes diving through the bank full of money, I think he knows then. I, uh, I understand the implication. He's wearing his spats. I understand, his, the I understand the implication, though, because Shapiro has been talking about how, you know, making sure to remind fans that uh, they're not getting any public money for the renovations. You're goddamn right they don't. Yeah, well, yeah. They can stay the yeah, hell yeah. out of the public money. Which, we have a billion-dollar no, subway stop on the way, all right? Which, we don't have money for ballparks. Could you, oh. Is fucking transit, Drew, coming Facebook out? Facebook Groff <laughs> makes the appearance. 
Uh, yeah, but no, I, I, it, it, as many things have been, it's been a little ham-fisted, I think, the way that he's talked about uh, the public money issue, because nobody has an appetite in this city whatsoever for giving Rogers or the Blue Jays any money at all. Uh, they bought the building for a song. The, you know, it's, it's on them to do the upkeep. If they want to you know, continue to have that building theirs, that's... Uh, but but I think some of his some of his quotes as you know as a as a great defender of the man, uh, which apparently I am. I think some of just his quotes have been human like, shield, Stoughton, just like taking bullets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I got you. But no, I, I think that I think that speaking about the the fact that the burden of doing paying for the whole thing is falling to the team and to Rogers is less about asking for public money to do renovations than it is to say everyone else gets public money. It's one to say everyone else gets public money, but also too there's just there's multiple. It's easier to get the funding in place when there's multiple streams when you don't just have one backer that you're you're relying on to pay an enormous amount in the hundreds and hundreds of millions. If they had been able to parcel that out in different ways, it would have made the. I think it would have made it a little easier. But but he should probably stop talking. One thing about that. for me, if I can bring Facebook Groff and live uh, Drew, the baseball person, together. The Blue Jays have come out in favor of Rail Deck Park. I'm not sure if you know what that is. They're going to build a park over the train tracks there. be an awesome big public space. If the Jays are going to kick in for Rail Deck Park, because they stand to benefit from that greatly, then maybe we can have a talk about the, the city improving the dome. Till that point, hands off. Right. Yeah. We got one final question here from Chris. Yeah, hi, guys. Um, it's my first time question, long-time listener. Thank you, Ben. I just want you guys... Uh, opinion on the year uh, Morales will have. <laughs> I say over 30 home runs. Yes. And over 100 RBI. There you go. You well, found your soulmate. I the did. I, think, I know. I, I <laughs> mean, Morales identification I'm not, I'm not, I, The RBIs are going to depend on who hits in front of him, and I don't think he's going to hit very high in the lineup. Uh, he's behind. Granderson is hitting fourth today. Uh, the lineup was kind of interesting. Uh, I think Morales is fifth then, that means, but I'm just going on memory. But, uh, but yeah, that, yeah, okay, so he has been hitting, hitting fifth. Perhaps he'll slide a bit farther down as the year goes on. Uh, so 100 RBIs, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think 30 home runs are definitely in the cards. I think he's a guy who uh, showed a lot more in previous years than he did last year. I don't think that, he, I don't think that he's finished. I think he's a guy who, if you look at the, the newfangled numbers, the, the, the exit velocities, uh, the stat cast stuff. He is a guy who grades out well. He hits the ball. He strikes the ball well. Uh, what happens after he strikes it has been a problem, partly because of the shift, partly because he doesn't have the speed to turn singles into doubles, uh, partly because of luck. And I think if the luck shifts a little bit, uh, the other stuff will matter less. But obviously, it mattered a lot last year the fact that he was just grounding out all the time or. You know, not hitting for power. I'm of two minds. Same sort of way. Uh, really quickly, I'm in, I I think that Kendrick Morales has a lot more to offer than he showed last year. But I also think that Jose Bautista and the kind of aging sluggers that we've seen really struggle in the modern game because there's so much velocity. There's so many relief pitchers. There's so many guys that just throw so fucking hard. It really makes it makes it difficult. As soon as a player starts to lose a little bit of their bat speed, that really puts a lot of pressure on them. So. I, could, I can definitely see Kendrick Morales really bouncing back and hitting the ball, like, like you said, with a lot of authority, but I'm also very concerned that contact will continue to be an issue for him given the state of the game. Today. And I think a lot of that, to continue, because we 
because I'm just going to do it, uh, speaks to what we were saying earlier about the market as well. You know, the, the, the old men can't hang anymore. It's a young man's old man game. Can't hang. Speaking of old men that can't hang, we're done. We, we can't hang anymore. I had two drinks. I'm ready for bed. Uh, thank you again for, for sticking around. Thank you for asking all your questions. Well, uh, again, we are birds all day. Uh, you can find us wherever you want to. We really hope you enjoyed the game. It's going to be playing on this giant fucking screen after right here. Uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy the season, and we'll see you around. <laughs> <laughs>